0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 447 of the Juice Box Podcast. Today, we're going to talk to Josh, who's got quite a story of diagnoses. Diagnoses? Diagnoses. Diagnoses. Definitely diagnoses. He's got quite the story. A year ago, in March 2020... Josh got sick, and after that, he was diagnosed with. Maybe I shouldn't even tell you. Well, three things happened to him that Josh thinks might be from that illness. I'm definitely not going to give you all the details. Just trust me and settle in and listen. It's an interesting, interesting story. We're going to dedicate the first bit of the show to Josh just laying it all out for you, and then it turns into more of a back and forth, and um, the conversation opens up. But wait till you hear the crazy stuff that's happened to this man. Please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. There's no ads on this one today, just a couple of announcements, then we get right into the conversation. Okay, if you're looking for the Diabetes Pro Tip episodes, they begin at episode 210, and they're also available at DiabetesProTip.com. Perhaps you have a great diabetes practitioner or you're looking for one. One way or the other, if you've got one to share or you're looking to find a new one, check out JuiceBoxDocs.com. It's a great list that's being built by listeners just like you. Just think of it as like that little penny thing at the convenience store. Where you like, give a penny, take a penny? I don't think they let us do that anymore, but you remember it. Give a doctor or take a doctor. And last thing, please consider supporting the good work being done by the T1D Exchange. Your participation will take just a few moments, but the impact of your kindness will last forever. The T1D Exchange is looking for Type 1 adults and Type 1 caregivers who are U.S. residents. They'd like you to participate in a quick survey that can be completed. I mean, we did it in seven minutes. And you can do it on your phone or your computer, right there from your house. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to go to a doctor's office. And you're still helping with type 1 diabetes research. After you finish their questions, you'll be contacted annually to update your information just in case anything's changed. And you may be asked further questions. This is 100% anonymous. It is completely HIPAA compliant. It never requires you to see a doctor. And you can back out of it at any time if you'd like to but your personal information will never be attached to the answers that you give. Now, every time someone completes the process using my link, t1dexchange.org forward slash the podcast will also benefit. So if you've been looking for a way to help type one research or the podcast, or maybe both, nothing could be easier or more beneficial. The study is looking for up to 6,000 participants. So there's plenty of space for you. The information that past participants have offered has helped to bring increased coverage for test strips, Medicare coverage for CGMs, and changes to the ADA's guidelines for pediatric A1C goals. Super simple to do. You'll really be helping other people with type one diabetes, and it can be done again at the T1D Exchange, T1DExchange.org forward slash Juicebox. We're recording, but so don't say exactly. But what part of the country you're in?
1: Oh, I'm very close to you, I think. I mean, I'm not sure if you're in North Jersey or Southern Jersey, but we're, I'm at the, like, the top of the Chesapeake Bay.
0: Oh, no kidding. Uh, I'm just interested that you can be on your porch. Is it heated? Right. Well, it's a, you know, it's a, yeah, it. It's okay. a,
1: it used to be a concrete thing, you know, then I glassed it in. So it's a, it's pretty well insulated.
0: Nice. Now I just woke up this morning and I was like, it's please, why is it snowing again? Like, please stop. <laughs> I, know, I know people like it, but, uh, I, I don't.
1: Well, our our family has a hardware store, so I'm just happy to sell everybody ice melter.
0: I was gonna say buckets of salt and scrapers and turn into <laughs> <laughs> turn into a specialty last, store.
1: Last year, we didn't sell any of that stuff. You know, it was it was just if it did snow, it you know it turned to rain right away
0: or whatever. Yeah, when that happens, you just stick that stuff in the back and sit on it for a year.
1: Yeah, for so, the most part. Uh, I mean, you know, we have a inside place to store it, so I mean, it it keeps pretty good, but right. It shovels keep better than the salt for
0: sure. Yeah. But I'm just thinking you're staring at something you already paid for that you can't sell for another year. That's got to be pretty, uh, <laughs> it's
1: gotta, it's gotta welcome to the world of retail, right? Yeah. No kidding. My name's Josh. I guess I'm just here to tell you my story. Yeah.
0: You have a good one too, Josh. So, um, I, I don't even know. There are some people's stories that I think, there's an obvious jumping in point. And for yours, I don't believe there is. So, um, I'm just going to start slow with, you know, how long have you had diabetes? What was it like being diagnosed that kind of stuff? Sure.
1: Well, I'll give you my whirlwind uh, story. I know you like to do the same thing I do and kind of, you know, go on tangents and stuff. So I'll I kind of hit you with the story and then Please. we can take it from there. <laughs> so, um, about this time last year uh my youngest daughter I got I got two one's uh 12 right now one's 14 um my youngest got the flu right everybody gets the flu no big deal I called the pediatrician they were like yeah, it's going around you know um you know keep her hydrated if if it doesn't spike above this you know we don't need to see her kind of thing you know so you know uh my parents live right next door she stayed she stayed home with them um, for the day and then um, by the end of that day, you know, my mom was sick. My dad's like, I think you're going to watch her tomorrow. You know, so I stayed home with her and next thing you know, I had the flu. So, you know, the three of us were all, you know, dying on the couch or whatever for, for a week, no big deal. Um, you know, the uh, few couple days go by and, and the weekend rolls around, I start feeling a little better, I go back to work. Uh, you know, I'm on the sales floor doing whatever and, you know, still have that little bit of a, that, I don't know that lingering cough that was going around, you know, for the last couple of years, it can't quite shake. Yeah. The next thing you know, that, that, that next Thursday, I, uh, I woke up in the morning and my hand was tingly and I'd broken that wrist in high school. And, you know, it didn't really think that it was, uh, you know, something serious. I thought, you know, I don't know, slept on it wrong or whatever, right. I'm in my forties now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, you know, I kind of dismissed it for a day. And then the next day, my, my face went kind of tingly down by my, my, um, um, Left hand side of my jaw, like I just had uh, tooth surgery or something. I took that one a little more seriously, but still, like a typically stubborn guy, I didn't go to the doctors or anything. So, uh, um, you know, the weekend rolls around, and I, you know, I kind of just take it easy. The kids are at the, you know, I'm divorced. The kids are at their moms that weekend, uh, so you um, know, lounge around the house, you know, try to get ready for the next week. So I still felt, you know, terrible that 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 Sunday. So. You know, I said to my dad, I said, I think I'm gonna um, you know go in to see the walking um, walk-in clinic tomorrow. So because I figured, you know, why well, see my regular doctor? You know, they're probably gonna x-ray my hand or something. So uh, he takes the kids to school. I you know, I I go into the the clinic there and they're like, Hey, we think you're having a stroke. You know, <laughs> and I was like, whoa, really? You know, you know, so so I get to the I get to the hospital and, um, you know, they've run a bunch of tests and stuff. And sure enough, like, not like one of those little mini strokes, you know, I always do things like, you know, full bore. So I had a, had an actual stroke and, uh, my hand and my face were, you know, uh, being controlled by a part of the brain that, uh, just sensitivity. So my hand kind of felt like it's permanently you know dipped in ice or something it has been that way for the last year. But, um, you know, they, this is how I found out. Cause I hear these different stories from your, your, uh, your different podcasts, you know, they were like, so how long you been diabetic? You know, and I'm like, what are you talking about? And my A1C was apparently 13. And I think I was like at 12 or 1300 for my sugars at the time, Wow. you know, but, but it wasn't just that my, uh, all my organs were infected, right. Of something, you know, some, some unknown yet unknown undiagnosed virus that may or may not have been COVID. I'll get to that in a minute, but, um, so, so every organ was infected, right? So, so my heart, uh, fraction rate was like 40%. Uh, you know, they couldn't figure out what, what it caused. that it didn't seem like it was a heart attack, you know, but it wasn't beaten. Right. And, uh, um, you know, my kidneys and my pancreas and all that stuff weren't, weren't right. So, you know, a couple of days go by, they get me, you know, feeling a little better. They start showing me how to inject myself with a pen and, uh, scoop me out the door and off I go. Right. So I go to the, um, Pharmacy, and I pick up a couple pens, right, and then I've got a, I got a bunch of doctors' follow up visits with that, you know, and um, you know, go home, you know, so hands still tingly, face still numb, you know, whatever, and then you know, there I there I sit trying to deal with all that, and the one thing I'll say, which I think I keep hearing over and over from you, is there must not be enough endocrinologists in the world. I mean, there really must not be because you know, I left the hospital, you know, and they, and I had an appointment immediately for a cardiologist and I had a appointment that they scheduled for endocrinologist and I didn't really look at it. Um, but you know, it turns out it was like three months down the road, you know? So another thing I'll say is I, I I found out like way after the fact that apparently my, um, um, health insurance provider actually provides, uh, depending on your situation, they provide, uh, um, one call nurses that you can speak to. And I, God, I wish I had known that, you know, then, cause I kind of struggled around. I had, had some, you know, friends and family that have had, uh, you know, either kid with diabetes or had diabetes or, you know, some level of, of understanding a little more than the average person. But, um, you know, I was kind of left with, a uh, you know, here's a pen, have at it, you know, and it was that, uh, um, you know, every time you eat, shoot, shoot eight, you know, and, and, Right. And watch and test yourself, test yourself, test yourself. Right. Here's a, here's a non Bluetooth meter, you know, from the insurance company that you know, write all your stuff down. And I was like, whoa, this seems, this seems uh, daunting. Right. Uh, <laughs> I'm a fairly smart guy, but uh, so, so, you know, my first kind of thing was to deal with the, the heart basically and, and the, and the, and the diabetes. Um, so, you know, my first set of appointments was to, um, the uh, cardiologist, right. I, I was like, I got to try to find another doctor, get in or something with the endocrinologist, but I'll, I'll put that off and go to the cardiologist. So the cardiologist, you know, we course, they do a stress test. They run a bunch of stuff. I'm in there. Life is normal. Now I have to tell you that the, um, um, the week of uh, bef- well, the flu was like Valentine's Day, so it's really almost like a full full blown year. Mm-hmm. And then the uh, the next week, you know, was the last week of February uh, last year. And then so I got into the hospital and out of the hospital like the March second through the fifth. So um, you know, now that this part of the story, I'm like the uh, second week of March. So I go and have fairly normal experience at the cardiologist. They give me a heart monitor, put me on that to kind of try to figure out why my heart was doing the things it was doing. Nobody was talking about some massive pandemic viral infection going around, right? So, you know, so I I um, uh, leave with this heart monitor, um, and and I have to tell you that when I, I had it for two weeks and I went to turn it back in, and now now they have a box outside and I've got a i have got I got to I got to like go drop it off like you know like some kind of spy you know and they're going to hold it there for a couple of days and spray it down because they don't understand what covid is or how it works or anything like that but you know when i dropped it off we're talking like st patrick's day and that's when everybody and their mom had covid right it's yeah. just it is it's just exploding and nobody knows what to do so so that's kind of how it all started you know um and then what happened there was um as you may or may not know i don't I hope you guys didn't have any personal experiences with this but um quote unquote elective surgery just shut down for like the year <laughs> you know yeah like so so, so it, it was just like shut down um and that's and then than, um,
0: that's more than people think too like when people hear elective surgery they think like oh i can't get a nose job because of covid but there's other things that like knee replacements and things that really impact people's lives that they just weren't doing at that time
1: oh oh yeah so yeah. i have a i have a friend of the family that he had a heart transplant um right before covid and then when when um uh, COVID started, he was a missed rehab. And then when rehab, um, you know, when the COVID started rehab shut down mm-hmm. and then, um, the insurance company only gives you so many weeks of rehab. So you started rehab, you didn't do rehab, you can't start it back up. So he just got, you know, screwed out of half of his rehab. Uh, that's just how that worked. You know, <laughs> now some of these companies are making some, but you, but you look at, I mean, look at my problems and I feel like they're, they're, they're severe, but they're minor compared to some other, uh, testing. I mean, you know, uh, people are not getting biopsies during this time period. Right. You know, they're pushing off cancer treatments because they don't even know if they have cancer or not. I can't imagine how, cause I was pretty stressed about this hard stuff and, and, and so, um, know, I'm talking to the doctor. Most of it's that virtual, you know, like we're doing now, you know, we're FaceTiming or whatever, talking to the doctor about different stuff. Um, And and what he really wants to do is what they call catheterization, where they go up there and they they look at the heart with a a tube. And then usually while they're in there already, they decide if they need to put a stent in or something. So they want to do that really bad. They want to check out the heart. They want to see what's going on because they can't quite figure it out. Now, um, you know, I'll I'll skip ahead to the end and maybe go back to the middle or something, but um, so he, so, so he, um, um, wants to do this catheterization, keeps putting it off and putting it off, putting it off. We can't get in, we can't do anything. Um, so, so finally, um, him and I kind of mutually decide that we're going to do a, uh, cat scan of the heart, you know, real, they don't usually do that because it, you know, it yields the same information. as just going in there and then fixing it at the same time. Mm-hmm. So do that cat scan in June. And they're like, oh yeah, just like we thought looks like a, looks like a mild blockage. You know, um, I don't know that that's what calls whatever happened, but you know, we go in there and clean it up, you know, in and out same day, you know, put a little stent in there. No big deal. No big deal. Open heart surgery. No big deal. You know, so, you know, <laughs> I'm in my, I'm in my forties. I'm like, all right, well, you know, I like bacon, you know, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure I've got a little bit of clog going on in there, you know, whatever. That's good. If it's just one artery, whatever, we'll go get it cleaned up in and out. Um, you know, So. So it's um, you know, now now we're talking the end of June, you know, July, they schedule this mid-July, they schedule this uh the stent surgery. You know, it really is a relatively benign procedure. You know, things have loosened up a little bit with COVID, but not really. So um, you know, they go in there um or I'm sorry, let me back up. The way it works, which you know, I don't know if you've had any experience with any any surgeries minor or otherwise during this whole thing, but um, you know, they, they say that I have to Um, go get a COVID test before I go and do the the surgery, right? You know, make sure I don't have it going into the surgery. So, okay. So they say you need to do it within 72 hours. Now, you know, my grammar differs from theirs because what they meant was 72 hours. So I was hoping to do it like the day before or something, but I had to do it a couple days in advance. So I, I go in there to do it, you know, then they're like, Hey, by the way, you can't go to work or anything because I'm because because we're essential uh, business. Uh, like I might have said, I don't know if it's on the tape or not, but we have a hardware store. It's retail. We're open. We're considered essential in the in the state. You know, we're selling stuff and doing stuff like normal.
0: So, um, but you get you get, know, you get I, your I, COVID like, test, and then they they want you to go sit by yourself until it's time for the surgery. Because if you're negative, and then you go bump into somebody, exactly. who's, oh
1: So you didn't know yeah, that either. So so my. Yeah. So my, my kids went to their, uh, they were just happenstance though at their, at their, uh, uh, the first week of a two week stay at their mom's house, um, for, um, uh, you know, for her like summer vacation time. So, you know, I kind of had purposely planned that uh, surgery on a Friday, you know, uh, a middle of their, their thing. But as it turns out, I'm, I'm, um, uh, now I'm home alone, you know, to my own devices for a couple of days before the, uh, before the little tiny minor surgery. Right. So I, you know, um, we lived down by the water, went out on the bay, you know, uh, messed around on the kayak for a couple hours a day, mm-hmm. you know, no big deal. I had, a, you know, I'm, I'm sort of getting this, this, um, this diabetes thing, right. Um, I got some, I got, uh, you know, I got my Apple watch on, I got my, I got, you know, all my stuff to be safe, you know, messing around the kayak, you know, you know, um, you know, I got a little, you know, snack or something. If in case, I get low, I've got that all handled, but you know, I'm out there messing around with the kayak for a couple hours, go, you know, all alone, come back inside, do that for a couple of days, um, go in and have the surgery, you know, and then they, they would go in, they come out and they're like, we didn't do the surgery. You know, you, you need, uh, you need a five-way bypass. So try not to sweat it. We're going to do it on Tuesday. Just stay here in the hospital. You know, so and <laughs> so you're, you know then you're just sitting there like it would have been way better if i just woke up with uh you know five bypasses but um Wait. but i don't know if you heard me correctly so that's five bypasses Yeah, so
0: it went from hey you're gonna get a stent this is really no big deal to and so can you describe to people what a bypass is do you know like did they, <laughs> or did you, did you just close your eyes yeah. and go hey just do it i'll be okay i don't want to know
1: Yeah. No, 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 no. I would say anybody getting a bypass, maybe don't, don't, don't Google it and watch the YouTube videos on it or whatever. But, um, you know, the, the down and dirty is they, um, you know, the, the arteries going in and out of the heart, right. They just cut them loose and reattach some stuff. It's like you're, you're just like a traffic, just like a bypass around a city or whatever. And they put new pieces in there. So, they get those new pieces. Um, you know, if it's one bypass, they get it from someplace up in your chest somewhere, I believe. And if, uh, if it's like five, they take a big chunk out of your leg. So they just cut me down by the knee and down by the ankle and they just jerk out an artery and cut it into pieces and put it around my heart. Um, you know, so I was fortunate enough to have the head of the, the team work on me. And that was fantastic. I don't know that I had any kind of special pool, which just happened to be that way. But, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that guy uh, did a fantastic job and, um, you know, I was the youngest one in the ward, I can say by far, um, you know, had a little rough time, um, with, uh, need a little blood, you know, um, right after or something. But after that I bounced up there and was pretty much walking around on my own. I'm not a big advocate of, uh, opioids or anything. Right. So the first thing they do is pop a bunch of, um, oxy in you and then you know i'm like i don't want that you know so i'm toughing it out with tylenol and stuff and uh fighting to go home because you know i had the surgery on my youngest daughter's birthday so that was kind of nervy yeah. you know i told Jeez. the doctor he's not allowed to kill me on my kid's birthday <laughs> yeah,
0: it's, it's exactly what i would have said by the way yeah you know, <laughs> yeah so so anyway um
1: you know, I, I, uh, I go home, I'm home for like a week. Uh, my parents live right next door. I might've mentioned that. Uh, um, they, uh, they wanted me to stay with them. You know, it's, it's, uh, you know, I'm, I love my parents. It's one of those things where I, you know, moved out for a reason when I was a kid, right? They, we drive each other a little nuts when we're in the house and mom smothered me, that kind of stuff. So a couple of days there was plenty. You know, I went back to my house on my own.
0: <laughs> it's and, a good test for um, your heart right away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah so so then uh uh
1: like a week later i had i uh we, we have a standing thing where a buddy of mine from college that incidentally lives um uh, north of you um slightly and, um a uh, buddy of mine from college and a buddy of mine from uh the next state over we all kind of convene and we and we go we go down to the outer banks every summer so i had asked the doctors i'm like can i can I go down and out of banks? And they were like, like two weeks after the surgery, they were like, eh, they were like, sure. You know, you can't drive, you can't lift anything. You can't really you know, carry anything up the stairs. You know, you, you really should stay out of the sun. Uh, can't get in the water, but have at it, you know? So, so I was like, well, that sounds fine. Cause that's like my therapy for the, for the year. Right. You know, yeah. go down there and just do nothing. So. Uh, you know the kids helped me pack which was fantastic and then my buddy from uh from New Jersey came down and met us uh you know uh just outside of town and and uh you know my dad you know, kind of curried my car over there and then my buddy drove me all the way down there which was which was wonderful that was i was really one of those vacations where you really appreciate the vacation just you know, then i came back uh for like a week or two uh, let's see no i guess i guess it was it was like 3 weeks i was going to start cardiac rehab, but uh, they couldn't start it because of COVID till like Labor Day. And I did that till Thanksgiving uh at, while I was working, right? Three days work and working, taking some time off. And
0: mm-hmm.
1: here we are, I guess. So I don't know. If you got any questions? I feel yeah. like you might have some questions.
0: That's <laughs> crazy, Josh. Okay. So let's start slow. Um you stay right on the water in, in the Outer Banks because I've been there twice and we've gone to the um the four by four houses both times. So you like drive onto the beach, drive like three miles up to the beach to your house and you have to have a four wheel drive car to get to it. That's very relaxing.
1: Yeah. So you're, so you're, so you're what you're in the North end of the outer banks when you're doing that
0: sort of up by where the, where where the wild horses are. Um, so God, what is it called? I haven't been there in a while. I can't think of it now. Like duck or something. Yeah. I, yeah, I've been to duck and maybe not quite that far up once too.
1: Bye. yeah so we so we go the other way we've been for about a decade now we've been going down to buxton which is hatteras island which is um you know we're of course we're, we're right we're right next to the hatteras lighthouse and mm-hmm. a little uh duplex with like say my, my two other buddies families and you know it's kind of nice we're, the duplex is right on the right on the dune, you know, whatever. So we, yeah. you know, we typically could go over to Ocracoke, to you know, you know, take the ferry over there and, um, you know, the, the good and bad of, of, of Buxton is there's literally nothing to do, but you know what there is to do there, this little, um, little, um, uh, putt putt and, and, uh, you know, sandwich shop and grocery store, all kind of in walking distance, which was good. Cause I couldn't drive my truck. you know? yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. um, you know, uh, my buddies are all super helpful, you know, for sure. But, uh, uh, you know, you're trying to regain your independence a little bit, but, uh, you know, and you want to do some stuff. It's kind of hard to remember at this point in in the story. I can't lift 10 pounds, you know, mm. that's a milk jug, right? Like you, you know, you want to, you want to get out there and, and do something, you know, but you can't even you know, carry uh carry uh, a sack of groceries yeah. up the stairs. Right? Yeah. Um, but I was walking on my own. I wasn't using a walk or anything. I mean, I was bouncing around. You just got to, you just has got to be careful because apparently, I guess this part I left out of the story, but the other thing they do besides cut that piece out of your leg to put in your heart is they just, um, they have to get to your heart, right? So they, they just bone saw, you know, your breastplate and just rip it open, like in some kind of, you know, alien movie or something. And, and then they just, uh, uh wrap some, some, some metal wire around it to hold it closed and they, and they, and they, uh, super glue you shut.
0: Josh I don't so, know if you ever, you got to
1: be a little careful.
0: I don't know if you ever cook a chicken at home. I, you were spatchcocked. You know that you know the phrase? <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, exactly.
0: Wow. Um uh strong likelihood uh this episode's called Spatchcock Josh. But uh it's just that's um <laughs> that's fascinating. So they just boom because they got to get there. I didn't even think of that. Right. I have to tell you, I freaked out when you talked about pulling the uh piece they needed out of your leg that actually that sent a chill right up my spine into the base of my skull and i almost passed out i was like oh what the hell um so i can't imagine having it done but like you said it's i mean two weeks later even that battered you were able to just like go anywhere is pretty fascinating and how long ago was this now march april so so you know the the stroke was in in
1: march but the 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 open heart surgery was the, um, the end of, um,
0: July. Okay. Now. Okay. So we have to pick through this a little bit. So you had a stroke major reconstruction of your heart and found out you had type one diabetes on this one thing. And you were sick prior. You, have you ever had, uh, an, did you ever get an antibody test or did they not exist at that point to see if you had COVID? Yeah.
1: So, so, um, I don't know I really say this part, but I, I have a friend that had that, that, that has a, um, um, a sibling that, that works for the government. So I I, I was able to get one, uh, the early ones, but that was still like about three months after, um, after it all happened, you know, it was like April or something. And, um, uh, so I, so we took one of those and, uh, came back negative. And then, uh, several months after that, like, um, I don't know, the beginning of June or something, I was able to go to like LabCorp and get a blood, uh, you know, more official, uh, blood test, Um, and both of those came back negative. So, uh, you know, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I had COVID, but like, if I didn't have COVID it, I have all the stuff that they're saying COVID does. Okay. <laughs> so one of my friends said, Hey, uh, you know, you're probably the only person existing on earth that could get like some other, you know, super weird viral infection during a pandemic of a, another super weird virus.
0: Well, but So, you know, I, I don't know. Up, though. I mean, something first of all, I have to say, this is such a great jersey conversation cuz you're like I know a guy that got me a thing, you know, like <laughs> my, my, well, my,
1: my like <laughs> I say we're 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 in Maryland, but we're we're close enough, I
0: guess. No, but still like it's got that vibe like you I you've been here before and it's obvious. So, um <laughs> (laughs) no but seriously the east coast in general is just such a great feeling you're just like you know you know i got i got a friend you took care of it uh but so okay so something obviously happened you had some sort of a viral problem and it just attacked everything but it didn't cause you to need five bypasses that was just bad genetics or hard living or something like that right
1: well, well, yeah. I don't know They're now they're saying, if you, if you look it up now, they're saying that COVID causes quote unquote rapid plaque buildup because nobody can explain how I went from the chest x-ray showing, um, you know, a little minor blockage to, you oh. know, everything blocked like a hundred percent, you know, like oh. I would have died if they didn't do it right away. So, <laughs> so now, so, you know, the, they, they're they all kind of like, eh, but we don't have any evidence, but yeah, probably, you know, and, 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 you know, uh, nothing against the, um, uh, the cardiologist that, you know, did all this work to start with, but either he's really screwed up, um, you know, in looking at the chest x-rays, mm-hmm. you know, or. Um, there was a quick, proposal. you know, I had some kind of rapid black buildup.
0: Yeah. See, I just assumed when you my, said, my, my great, I'm sorry. I
1: just, my ass- grandfather is 97. You know, right. Everybody seems healthy in our family. So I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't know. See, I just assumed when you said it that they misread the first test and then got in there and was like, Oh, this yeah, is what we thought. But I see what you're saying. And I have recently seen an article about that, uh, about the rapid plaque um, through COVID and, and,
1: yeah. They're saying COVID does the same thing that, you know, a lot of, I mean, you know, the, a, lot a lot of of, a lot of the conversations are about the um, lungs mm-hmm. and, and, uh, I didn't really have much lung issue other than I had this nasty, you know, like hooping and call for, um, you know, the week after the flu, but, um, um, you know, it, it's also doing stuff where it's it's kind of clotting, you know. It's either going for the heart, or it's causing you know, it's causing strokes, it's causing yeah. aneurysms, um, it's causing different problems in different organs. And like I say, when it all started, I had all that. I mean, my 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 um, regular primary do- care doctor, she she ran a bunch of tests. You know, she's like, well, let's make sure it's not uh, um, hepatitis. You know, I don't even know what there are like A, B, C, D, E, mm-hmm. F, G. We're gonna check them all you know, like we're just going to, We to got like nine vials of blood that I had to draw, you know, we're just going to run, run every test there is. And then, um, you know, after that, we did some more blood work like a month later and turns out every organ's working fine, except for this whole pancreas thing. Mm. Right. You know, so, I mean, I know we're, we're a diabetic conversation, but my, my, um, so I didn't see a doctor about my diabetes again until like uh, the end of May, you know, going back from March. And um, at that, from that time in between, I didn't know what kind of diabetic I was. And okay. I seemed to be responding like a type one, but, you know, I don't know if type one, type two, I didn't know what I was. Nobody told me. You know, <laughs> So when I finally got to see somebody, um, I, uh, I asked, right. So then we did some blood work and it seems like my pancreas is working a little bit, but, you know, damaged all the same. So, Uh, I guess that's uh, that one a that we talk about a little bit. Um, I think I'm officially diagnosed as a two, um, you know, so I don't know, you know, if we're still in that, uh, uh, what do you call it? That, uh, uh, Cinderella period or whatever. Um, but, uh, I've been doing great with the, with the blood sugars, you know, I went from 13 to 5.4 in the hospital, you know, and then, uh, back in December, I was back up a little bit to like 5.7. Um, but, um, um, you know, I, I credit a lot of it to you cause, uh, you know, I didn't get a lot of help until I finally got a chance to talk to the doctor. And then, you know, I mean, she's, she's, she's just kind of like, here's this, here's this. And I'm like demanding a, you know, a, um, continuous glucose monitor. I'm like demanding a pump. You know? <laughs> so <laughs> I got the glucose monitor in, uh, in May and I, and I, uh, uh, I got a uh, G6, which I love. Cool. And then I, and then I got, um, uh, the pump, which is Omnipod. I got it and in, in, um, uh, while I was in the hospital, I got it while I was in the hospital for my surgery and they were like, "Whoa, let's wait a week or two to put that baby on. So after I got back from the beach, you know, we, we got, I got the training for that and put that on. So that was like mid August or something. And okay. I got that. And that's where I really started to be able to control my, um, sugars and stuff because, uh, before, you know, I'm taking a pen, taking a long acting insulin, you know, at night, mm-hmm. um, you know, they tell me to take it at night. I'm not sure why. Cause I mean, it seems like the way the cycles work and stuff that, that brought me down more often than not, you know, in the middle of the night. Um, you know, I think it probably should have been taking it during the morning or something, Right. but, but, um, you know, I had, had the two pens and I, you know, I, I was taking the other one, you know, taking, you know, one to 10, you know, for whatever I was eating, trying to eat real good and trying to get, you know, only four, you know, 40 units or whatever, four, four, 40 carbs, um, you know, doing all that, doing all that, uh, basic math, but I'm shooting up and then I'm, I'm then I'm eating the sandwich or something. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and you're seeing those big up and down spikes and, um, you know, I, I cannot stress this enough. I know I keep, I keep following your, uh, your group on Facebook and stuff and, and you keep hearing the same questions over and over again, but you know, the pre and 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 extended bolus is like you know what does it you know if you're not if you're not if you're just you know, jamming yourself with a pen you can't really can you can't really do that you can't do that without a pump you know but even if you have a pump you have to do that you can't just you can't just eat and then like watch it start to go up and then start to dose yourself and hope for the best right you have to um, you have to do uh, more
0: yeah it's the, you got to find the right timing and use the insulin where it's needed right there's a science to yeah. it hey um. So, so is it possible, it's such an interesting look, right? Because you're obviously very involved with your health and probably you weren't probably a year ago, but still you're, you're involved in it, you're paying attention to what's happening. And isn't it crazy that nobody can really tell you exactly what happened? Like maybe you got a virus that puts you into like multiple like system failures and at the same time started diabetes. Is that possible? Like, is there any, any, autoimmune in your family line? Do people have celiac hypothyroidism type one? Do you see that anywhere in your family?
1: No, no, not at all. all. I mean, I, I, my mom has a sister that passed away, um, about a year before this conversation started. And she was, she was a type two diabetic. You know, she had been heavy. She had, you know, she'd lost some weight, you know, she, she, um, she loves sweet tea. Right. So I'm not sure that she managed it, um, uh, the best of her ability. And, uh, and she was doing that with, uh, um, you know, mainly with pills and then, you know, uh, finally with, uh, with, with some, some insulin, I believe, but, um, you know, none of that, you know, I had a I had an uncle that had, um, had a um, a heart valve uh surgery but that was a defect from you know from birth or something yeah. which is completely different than a bypass so you know we're all relatively healthy i mean there's some skin cancer there's some other stuff that's you know that's that's
0: popped up in the family but but uh nothing nothing that explains this yeah how about your girls they were both sick at the same time too are they okay just one, which is weird, too. You know, so,
1: my, so my my oldest, you know, I mean, we're in the same house and my oldest was fine. You know, my dad was fine, um, you know, but um, but my youngest, uh, you know, she got this. And and, you know, I guess like you're hearing about most kids with with um, COVID and stuff, there is some there's some weird symptoms and stuff. But she basically just had the flu. You know, we didn't even you know, it didn't even dawn on us that this could have been COVID till it started kind of, you know, just progressing and you start reading about some of the different symptoms and stuff you yeah. know like well you might have had COVID." you know yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's that
0: it's that timing and that ver, in those beginning months where nobody really first of all it was here in january and we weren't aware of it at all i mean when do you really feel like america became aware of it in the first or second I, I, week I of put March? It, i maybe? put it
1: right on saint patrick's day right, right right before man i remember they shut they shut down ireland for the bars saint patrick's day yeah, right that's i when can't even, even imagine it was up yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's where I remember it. it was the week of St. Patrick's day is what I kind of mark as the, uh, yeah. um,
0: the time frame that everything kind of shut down. We're March 13th. I remember uh, Cole was in Florida playing baseball and we rushed home. He actually got sick while we were down there, but he got something uh, that we, we don't think was viral because they gave him antibiotics and it cleared it really quickly. Um, but you know, we rushed home from there and, God, that's 11, I mean, it's February 18th now, so it's almost been a full year. I have to tell you too, Josh, you've been going through a thing, so you've been busy, but the last couple of days, I just sit in my house thinking like, oh, there's the wall in the living room again, it's still there, like I just, I'm I'm really starting to, I want to go outside, and then it snowed, and, and I was like, oh God, like I can't even wander around in my property anymore, you know, go to a park or something, like it was just, I am almost at my wits end. I think is what I'm saying. Like if, if I snap and rob a bank or kill somebody six months from now, you'll be able to use this recording as this man was calling out for help. Uh, he's been, he's been in his house too long. It's just, uh, well, you, uh, you, know.
1: yeah, you, 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 you brought up a point that I, I really, I can't, I can't really, I can sympathize with, but I've been really blessed. Our business has been essential. It's been open. I've been, I was home for a couple of weeks dealing with this heart surgery thing, you know, but, but, uh, um, I've had the added bonus of, you know, seeing thousand customers a day and talking to people and things being sort of normal in my life. Right. Um, you know, and I've, I've watched friends struggle that have, um, uh, um, you know, that are teachers or that, or that own a restaurant or whatever the case may be. And they're, and, and, uh, Um, or work for any of those type of things. And, and, uh, you know, of course you're, you're a stay at home dad. So you're a little more accustomed to it to start with, I imagine, but still it's, it's different. It's been a bad year and it's been a bad year for people. I imagine that have um, any type of mental health or prone to depression or something like that. I mean, it's just, it's just rough. And, uh, uh, one thing they keep asking you with this, with the, um, with the hope and heart surgery and stuff, I guess, I guess you're prone to depression for that. So they, they keep kind of like, you okay, you feeling all right. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, but also, like I say, I'm not home. Uh, the kids aren't home either. They, they, you know, they go to a private school. Uh, the private school, uh, was really cool. They did, they were, they were virtual for a, a little bit, uh, right last year. And then this year they decided they were going to open up safely. So they moved all the classrooms around, ripped out lockers, did all this weird stuff. But, um, they gave us a choice. You know, your kids can go virtual, your kids can go full day, uh, your kids can go what they call essential learners. So, so we opted for the essential learners and that's basically um, eight to 1230. They go in there and they bang out all those core classes and then they, they skip lunch where everybody's a little more communal and they skip gym and they skip uh, the STEMS program where they might be sharing a a microscope or something and, and, and they just go home and they do their homework. Hmm. so, so, even the kids have had a little bit of a sense of, of, of normalcy, you know, where, 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 you, you know, you haven't, um, but, you know, but, um, my kids play volleyball. Uh, you know, I was uh, assistant coaching the year before this, you know, I was kind of thankful sort of that we didn't have volleyball this year. Cause I'm not sure I had the ambition to assistant mm-hmm. <laughs> assistant coach, uh, this fall, but, but, uh, uh, you know, I miss that, and I think the kids miss that. You know, it's good. Uh, it's it's a good physical activity, getting them out. You know, you know. Um, but it, it, for us, it's a lot of running around because, unlike uh, you know, public schools, um, you know, it's all the other sister schools that are, you know, an hour away sometimes. So you know, it was a lot of it was a lot of running to uh, to games and stuff the last couple of years, and and this year quieted a little bit for us, which was like something that I think I personally needed. <laughs> but no, yeah, uh, I'd agree. i I'd like things to go back to normal. Right. And I'm kind of sick of wearing these. I, I, I kind of prefer the gators over the mask cause I'm in and out of my office all the time onto the sales floor. But, but, uh, um, I, everybody's sick of wearing those things. You know, it's, it's hard for employee morale. It's hard for the customers, you know, you know, nobody, you know, everybody wants to be safe, but nobody wants to really, you know, just function with that stuff on all the time.
0: Yeah. I, listen, I don't mind doing what, whatever needs to be done. I'm happy to do. I just, I, because my life used to be, I'd get up in the morning, and I, you know, she wouldn't think of it this way, but I get my wife off to work, I get my daughter off to school, I come back, you know, you clean up from the night before, get the house in order, do a little light cleaning, I record a podcast, do some editing, have a little lunch, mess with the dogs a little bit, I go get Arden from school, we get that thing going, they start making dinner, like there was a pattern to it. Last night at 8.30, Arden went, can I have dinner? And I went, I didn't give you dinner. And she goes, no. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Like I just, there's no (laughs) rhyme or reason to anything. Like I can just, there's just nothing. There's no scheduling. It doesn't matter what time it is. It doesn't matter what day it is. I stood in the kitchen this morning and I was like, I was just here seven hours ago. I don't even like, what do I do now? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's just ridiculous. I really need a schedule. And your
1: kids are a little older too. I, yeah, they I mean, don't need a ton she's from She's a teenager, it. right? Yeah,
0: yeah. She's sixteen. My son's still stuck here. He's going to be twenty one in a couple of days. And uh, yes,
1: yeah, so so yeah. I mean, my my two, like I said, they're twelve and fourteen. But I, I think about you know, I had an aunt that was a teacher. was a kindergarten teacher for like thirty years. And and I, and I sit there and I think about these kids that are that are five mm-hmm. or you know eight or something, and and you go. I mean, you know, they're kind of too young to, to leave at home, but the schools aren't like letting them go to school. And, you know, sometimes like I had a, I had a buddy of mine that that has kids in, in elementary school, middle school and high school and um, our county, um, I think still, I don't know, at least to begin with, you know, they had kids going, you know, a couple days a week, but different, different days for different age groups and stuff and you're like oh my god i can't i can't imagine trying to trying to schedule that in my own brain yeah you know like like i i have i have a calendar i write all this stuff down i can't imagine the kids this kid goes this day and this kid goes this day and this kid goes this day the rest of the days they all stay home Well, how do you run that
0: yeah listen i can't be certain but i also think that everything we've done for the last year has probably saved a lot of people from going through what you went through so that alone hopefully yeah hopefully like if and if it did then to me it's worth it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like six months from now, you know, if everything is is different, I'm not gonna like think back on this. It's not, you know, it, it hasn't impacted me for the rest of my life in a way that I can't rebound from, which I'm also lucky about because I did have that thought last night. I was cooking dinner and I thought, this is a bad day. I had a bad day today. I just did not there was nothing about being alive today that was anything. But I'm lucky that mentally I'm I guess I'm I'm built in a way that I can get through this and get to the next one, but there are plenty of people that can't either. And I don't know. There's sure. Just, it's just yeah, that's just the depression is with. real.
1: Yeah, and and like I was saying, in, I, I tell a lot of people, tell you know some of our employees and stuff. I mean, you know, when this whole thing started too, you know, everybody's trying to decide, you know, leave the groceries out and spray them down, whatever the you know the case may be, or you know, like. All the stuff that was filthy before is filthy now, (laughs) you know, like, like a public bathroom is filthy, you know, like door handles to a restaurant or a store or whatever. They're, they're filthy, you know, gas pumps are filthy. You know I mean? Keypads for, um, you know, the, point of sales, you know, they're, they're, yeah. they're filthy. I mean, you know, wash your hands, right. you know, right. You should be washing your hands. You know, I, I don't, you're a parent, you got kids that are older now, but I mean, how many times did you spend your, like your, you know, I don't know. Um, I feel like my thirties were spent telling somebody to wash their hands.
0: Right. You know? squirting, and squirting uh, something in I, their I get palms. a couple friends
1: that are nurses and stuff wash your thumbs too. Right. You wash your hand, yeah. you know, <laughs> like don't put it in your mouth.
0: <laughs> now, I mean, obviously there's, it, it, it's shown a light on a lot of like important stuff like that. Now we'll wait and see if, if, um, If it if it sticks to people or, you know, three months after you don't have to wear a mask anymore, everybody's just licking their fingers and putting in their phone number at the grocery (laughs) store again. And I, I, I can't I'm also Josh, I had a real job at one point in my life. And so, hey, I, I read
1: I read your book. I'm not gonna lie, actually, I, I'm only like uh, like three chapters in or whatever. But oh. I got it off of Amazon. Oh, and uh, and uh, I, I started. So so I heard about your real job. Yeah,
0: so I had a real job, and because of that, my hands are. Um, I don't know how to describe this to people who have never worked with their hands like in a real vigorous way. But I don't really have much in the way of like grip on my hands. Like, so things slip out of my hands. Sometimes I'm not, I'm, I'm not having a stroke. I don't think like you did, but I, I can't grab things. I was going to say you should try having a stroke too. Yeah. <laughs> but opening those damn cellophane bags at the grocery store without like, I mean, honestly, without just touching your tongue to your finger a little bit, like it's really hard. <laughs> it's <laughs> so, I'm, there. Like, I'm like trying to blow like warm air through my mask onto my finger. I'm like, ah, can I get some humidity maybe? Will that help? And my wife's like, don't do that. I was like, how am I going to get the bag open? I don't know. I can't get the bag open. And so I don't know. I just, it's all very strange. But And that it led to any of your health issues is, that it possibly did is crazy. Um, and you, so are you going to get an antibody test to see if you have type one? They can do that.
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. know, Like you said, I mean, there's so much going on and so much to kind of cross back and forth between different things that, you know, like, um, back around, uh, was it the end right around Christmas? I guess I, I was at the cardiologist and he goes, who's your, um, who's your neurologist? And I go, I don't have a neurologist. They're like, why not? You still have this stuff with your hand and stuff. And I'm like, uh, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't had time to deal with that. Yeah. You know, I've been focused on, you know, I mean, it took me forever to get an intergenologist you know, and get in there and, you know, see her a couple of times and see the nutritionists and stuff. And the last time I was in there, I'm proud to report, like I say, she said, uh, she's, I have no advice for you. Oh, you know, I don't great. even know why some of the stuff, some of the settings you have work, but, 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 uh, you know, keep doing that.
0: You know, is that, is and they, i
1: was complaining about uh, you know my my range or whatever right i'm i'm like i'm like 20% uh you know um you know as far as um um my 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 uh you know jump from 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 thing to thing like when i eat and stuff like it, it you know i i was trying to get it a little tighter trying to get my line a little flatter right. um you know listening to you trying to do better <laughs> but okay. uh, she's like that's ridiculous like you're you know you, when you're out of range you're you're like you know you hit like 132 you know, I mean, you're not, it's not, uh, you're not like 400 or something. So <laughs>
0: is that the Mendoza line 400? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, you know, hey, listen, as long as you're not 400, everything's going great. Well, did you just tell her like, look, there's a man's voice that comes out of my phone and I'm just doing what he was saying. <laughs> like, I don't. Yeah, man.
1: I mean, in all in all seriousness, I've plugged the crap out of you. I, I think you're doing good work.
0: I appreciate it. Um,
1: you know, so, and I think, I think that, um, you know, there's not really a lot of, a lot of education for this. And I think that there's not a really a lot of doctors that are doing this and there's not a lot of doctors that are educated on this stuff. Um, I've been reading, right? You know, there's, I'm sure you maybe, I don't know, maybe I missed an episode or something, but there's a, there's a company that's working on an insulin, doesn't need to be refrigerated. It's working on another pump. It's kind of like the Omnipod. Uh, it's coming out or something. That oh, seems pretty I cool. Oh, I saw
0: that. Yeah, that seems a little like vaporware to me, but it's, it's a, it's a great, <laughs> yeah, right? it's a great idea. And if they can do it, that's amazing. What they're talking about doing is, creating a more concentrated insulin so that that also doesn't need to be refrigerated, which helps people around the world. But you wouldn't need as much of it. You know, if your if your carb ratio now is, you know, I don't know, three units, you know, for every 10 grams or something like that, it could end up being significantly less, which would mean the pump would need to hold less and they could make a smaller pump. And, you know, and it's going to work faster. But that's a lot of that's a lot of hoping and not a lot of, yeah, I mean, none of that stuff exists right now. So they're working. They're and, working. And the Apple,
1: it. I'm the wa- Apple Watch is talking about. You know, there's going to be a uh, some kind of magnetic um, uh, reader, which seems like the holy grail for uh, you know, glucose wrap, monitors. I you Can't know.
0: wrap my head around that either. Like, I don't know how you're going to get somebody. Like, maybe it would. Like, listen, if you if you tell me that the average person could wear an Apple Watch and be told, "Hey, your your blood glucose is normal," or maybe you ought to go to a doctor, like that would be crazy. But I don't know how you'd make like specific decisions about insulin if you had type one or type two with that i don't understand how I, I just don't imagine that the technology took such a great leap and none of us heard about it do you know what i mean like
1: uh, me neither but I, yeah. I i have to tell you like our business uh, uh you know we've been around since 1924 right so so we sold ice and coal and i have a hard time wrapping my head around um, delivering a cube of ice to somebody's like second floor walk-up or third floor walk-up and put it in their ice box so that they can have refrigeration. You know, and I, and I look at the, I look at um, insulin the same way. I yeah. mean, man, Holy cow! I mean, people were peeing on this, on on strips and stuff to try to get you know whatever. And then, then now you can prick your finger and check it. And, and now now you can wear the
0: you know Dexcom. And now the Dexcom is
1: getting smaller.
0: You know. Yeah. Uh, oh no, I'm excited. Know. Don't it, get me wrong. Uh, insulin that works. It's insulin, amazing. Insulin that works more quickly. That you might not need le- as much of. That's amazing. I mean, that would just be a huge thing. There are other little things they need to work on too, like cannula technology. Like cannulas need to be um you know an adhesive that doesn't you know it's tough because y- you know if you make a million of something and and 50,000 people break out from it it's hard to ignore what's happening to 50,000 people it's also hard to ignore that the other million of them are not having trouble with it it's so hard to like to innovate serve people as a customer service in the moment and cover everybody when when maybe most people aren't having the it's just and and the internet makes it look worse like yeah yeah adhesive is a great example like the internet makes it looks crazy if i could
1: say anything to my my fellow dexcom slash omnipod wearers like i mean it's right in the instructions but you know i think i think when i when i get on the um the different groups and stuff i I, don't you don't you believe that like i don't want maybe it's not this high but 90 percent of the problem is you didn't prep that area right like you didn't you know you know like i'm a little hairy you know i didn't i didn't shave it i didn't i didn't uh i didn't put a rubbing alcohol swab on there and make sure all the greases all my skin were off or whatever and i just slapped that thing on there and then didn't stick no kidding
0: <laughs> And then it didn't, you know and you <laughs> but, know what? and here's the other side of it is um we don't use alcohol at all to prep sites we use we use warm oh, water right? yeah we use warm water and a clean rag because at some point Arden started having what looked like contact dermatitis. This is many, many years ago. God, it had to be, it's about nine years ago now. And um, at least you're cleaning it. Well, uh, yeah. Well, so I wrote a blog about it once because I, I, I remember looking at Arden's site thinking, God, what is this? Like her Omnipod is causing like a rash and like the adhesive. And what am I going to do without this pod? And I was standing, literally standing still thinking. And I found myself rubbing my fingers together thinking And I realized how dry my hands were. And I thought, oh, yeah, it's obvious why I'm so dry. I'm always touching alcohol. And then I went, oh, wait a minute. And so I, on my own, stopped cleaning her with alcohol. And the problem went away. Now, this wouldn't be the answer for everybody, obviously. But for her, it really was. And then I did a little research. And I found out that in Europe if you go to your endocrinologist, they'll tell you explicitly not to clean with alcohol, where in America, they tell you explicitly to clean with alcohol. So (laughs) I was like, wait a minute. And, you know, so I started thinking, like, is this just a liability issue? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, in a more litigious place, does somebody just not want to say, don't, you know, kill? So we just, we clean her really well, and we just don't use alcohol to dry your skin out. And that's it.
1: Well, I think cleaning cleaning is however we go about it. Like I said, it's a valid point. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really feel like I have sensitive skin, but I, I know my one daughter does. So right. and and going back to this technology, I have to say I can't imagine. Uh, I know you've like literally grown, you know, had her grow up with it, but I can't imagine having a kid with type one. And I know plenty of people that have. Um and sending them off to school, right. And just kind of hoping for the best. I mean, these Dexcoms and these continuous glucose monitors, um, you know, where you can control it, where you can see it. Like I don't micromanage my kids, but at the same time, like, I mean, I would want to know what their sugars are now, yeah. you know, <laughs> like all day long. Um, just like, I want to know what my own are. And I've learned a lot. Uh, I'm sure I mean, I've heard you talk about it, but I, I've learned a lot from just spending like the last year looking at my Um, lines, you know, looking at my every five minutes and then comparing them from day to day, week to week, looking at those reports, you know, I've got the sugar made, I've got the I've got the clarity app and I, and I, and I look at all the different ways that that stuff matters. I've even you know compared it to my, you know, the heart rate and stuff like that because, because, of the heart stuff. So, yeah. uh, and I've looked at, I've just become a data junkie on all this stuff. And, and, you know, I can tell what I've done wrong when I, when my sugars go up, I have to say, though, I got a question for you. Why I got you, why I got you live. Um, I, I, uh, I've been doing great except for this year. Um, my, my, uh, Uh, This newfound neurologist uh, put me on a drug to um, help deton the the nerve pain that I've got going. And uh, it takes a couple of weeks to ramp up in your system. So, you know, it's actually been like about a month and a half, but uh, my sugars go up and they stick you know and I'm 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 pretty damn sure that it's it's exactly that medicine that's doing it I mean I'm running higher um and I'm taking like you know two or three times what I should should have to take to bring my stuff down and I'm not really crashing but it's what's the drug called uh, it's it's Lyrica Lyrica which is a pretty common drug I guess for that and you know some other purposes so I'm sure some other people are probably on it to listen
0: pre-gambling nerve pain medication brand Lyrica um fibromyalgia, neurology, epilepsy, neuropathy, spinal stenosis. Okay, it's used for a lot of different things. Um,
1: let's see. It's like, de- for me, I mean, but it's not working. And for me, what it's supposed to do is kind of turn off the part of the brain where it's over, over-firing over the sensitivity. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I say, my hand feels like it's in ice all the time. So I've just been taking more and more of it. And, 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 uh, you know, one of the side effects is it makes you, you know, drowsy. So, you know, the guy's like, ah, oh, you'll get used to it. So, I mean, I, I feel really blessed. I don't have all the side effects or anything. I, I just, I just feel tired and, and, uh, my sugars keep going up, you know, you eat, you eat a eat breakfast or something like that. And you, you do the pre and extend it. The next thing you know, you're, you're, you know, I'm blowing over 200, mm-hmm. you know, and then I, I'll take 10 or something and it won't even budget, you know, and then, uh, it won't crash down it'll just settle down but you know you're like well what happened to that 10 or 15 units that i just gave
0: that's a lot yeah you know? I, I am seeing a, <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> i'm seeing a couple of um like old forum conversations with people about uh you know has anybody ever used lyrica and lost control of their blood sugars somebody said yes i have uh it didn't get a big it wasn't a big conversation but there were a couple people in there that said it did um there's an article another place i've been on lyrica started getting super high spikes every day and then then yeah some people say i tried lyrica it didn't help me i tried lyrica it did help me yeah i don't know it sounds like it's not out of the out of the world of possibility that that it's making your blood sugar do that but you're also saying it's not helping for what it was prescribed for
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, the way it works is with, you know, a lot of those kind of drugs, I mean, they start you off with a low dose, you know, take this twice a day, this level, you know, let's do it for a week or two. Let's, let's, let's double that. You know, let's, Mm -hmm. you know, let's, let's switch from the little pill to the big pill. You know, let's take more of the big pill, you know, so I've been, I've been gradually ramping it up and I'd say I'm at a, at a medium high level for what, you know, most people would take or whatever, but it's not, um, it's not, all the it's way not doing anything for me as far as the resolve. So, you know, I'm on, I'm at, I'm at the point where I'm probably, you know, next up is like, you know, do I get a refill? Do I just tell him I'm going to stop, you know, you know, what happens next? You know, we try a different medicine or something, but like I say, in the interim, you know, that Dexcom very clearly tells me, you know um, and then I've checked it, you know, with the, with, um, um, with the regular strips and stuff. I, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's not like it's the Dexcom misreading or something, but um, it's, it's, it affects it. It's weird.
0: I would say I would get up to full strength first to make sure it's not going to, cause it'd be a shame to go through all this and not take it all the way and find out it would have helped. But I mean, once it doesn't help for a a long enough time, you'd have to bail on it. Right. Like describe, right. Like I say
1: before this, I was doing fantastic. I'm sorry. Describe
0: what your hand thing. Can you describe it? Like it feels cold to you. Is it cold to the touch? Would I think your hand was cold if I touched it?
1: No, you wouldn't. It's, uh, yeah. So what I've been told is, um, that there's a, you know, part of the brain, obviously that controls sensitivity and stuff. And then I've got a, you know, like a grain of rice size damage that they can see on a MRI or whatever. Um, and, uh, um, what it feels like, if I could describe it, you know, my hand, which is a different sensation than my face, but my hand feels like if you took your hand right now you went outside and you just dipped it in the snow and ice or whatever right you just stuck it in there and just left it in there right that's what it feels like wow and and it and it and it kind of goes up uh radiates up to you know tapering off to the elbow but what's really weird too is it it's hypersensitive so if um if the air conditioner kicks on or you're outside in the breeze you know it's going to be 100 degrees or whatever you're outside in the breeze and and uh you know the little hairs on my arm move you know it feels like um you know, like a hurricane went through it. It just feels terrible. And when I type on the keyboard, you know, pushing down on the buttons and stuff, um, you know, it's like I'm stabbing myself with little needles every time I I do it. Um, But, oddly enough, like I've been to hand therapy and stuff and oddly enough, my hand strength is fine. You know, I, I have a little trouble picking up uh, like a quarter or something sometimes cause mm-hmm. I have a little trouble feeling it. But, but for the most part, I don't have any of that, you know, it's not, it's not neuropathy, right? Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Cause that's kind of what I thought to begin with. And I was kind of reading about you know that kind of stuff, which is a diabetic issue. Right. You know, they were talking to me about not burning my hand and whatever, but, but it's not, it's, it's, it's brain damage. Right. So, so then the other thing is, Um, which kind of might go along and explain, you know, some of the uh, COVID stuff to other people, but uh, there's a nerve that comes out of the brain and kind of rides the, uh, um, the temple kind of comes down the, around the, the, the eye socket and down, uh, down the cheek into the mouth and kind of the tip of my tongue, Mm -hmm. you know, this one nerve and it's damaged too. Now it, it kind of feels like some sinus pressure on my eye a little bit. And it feels like, novocaine that hasn't worn off for a year um you know in my mouth so um but i don't really have any trouble chewing really or anything i mean it's not it's not that it's that's a numb right it's just kind of like you know we go to dentist and come back and it had not quite worn off yet
0: what's the prognosis for all this is there any chance of it improving for you or is it just going to stay where it's at will it get worse have they given you any or you haven't really seen a neurologist i guess you might not even know
1: Right. right. So I saw the one guy he's, yeah. he was like, he was like, it's not nerve damage. A lot of times with nerve damage, you know, uh, the nerve will regenerate over the course of a month to a year or something mm-hmm. like that. But he's like, well, you've got, you know, like a, you know, a fried circuit, you know, it's, 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 you gotta, you know, it's damaged. You know, yeah. that's not, he doesn't, he doesn't really prognose it. Like it's going to improve. He's like, he's like, I think maybe we can give you something to, you know, um, make you numb sort of, you know, not, not, uh, not numb like alcohol, but numb, like, uh, you know, desensitize that, that, that firing of that synapsis a little bit. So, so far the, the, what he's tried didn't. So we'll see what happens next. Wow.
0: I listen, this is could just be hocus pocus and I have not read a lot about it, but very recently I did hear about this, um, idea of retraining your brain about pain. And, and I don't know if that would be valuable to you or not. And but the the person was talking about um, you know, if you have a chronic pain and I don't know your finger hurts, um, then it really is just signals that are telling you your finger finger hurts and that you can, I don't know. like I, as I was reading, it, I was like,, mm, this seems like some hippie shit, but uh, I wasn't so- right right. It's like the matrix right? Is right. that
1: really chicken? I, I, how do you know? Yeah, just
0: just <laughs> pretend it's not chicken. It'll turn into a daisy. So like I was just like, I wonder how much value there is to that idea. And the only reason I stuck to it a little bit, is because I have uh, in my life read and enjoyed uh, John Sarno's books about back pain and and general about body pain um, and just you know the idea that you can kind of overwhelm your mind sometimes. But I don't know that this is nearly the same thing.
1: Yeah. So on a on a completely different side tangent, I have. Um
0: I have scoliosis, right? I've had a pretty
1: bad curve in my lower back. I went to a guy that's a non-surgical scoliosis guy, kind of a chiropractor, did a lot of uh uh cantilever uh weights and some isolated muscle group exercises, and then that really helped and stuff. But I would say that as compared to the average person, you know, I've got a relatively high sense of pain. You know, I deal with that, I you know, dealt with that all the time, you know, before this, and then um I've had kidney stones before, and I've, you know, I've, 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 they're, they're, they're supposedly, I don't, I don't want to take anything away from any, any women, but uh, the women in my life have told me they're worse than, you know, worse than childbirth in some way. So, you know, I've, I've I feel like my, you know, when you're, th- that's when you're at the hospital and you're having an open heart surgery and you get done, whatever, and they're like, how do you feel? And I'm like, I don't know, like, a, like a two, you know, and they're like the pain levels are not like a two. You know, you're like, well, I don't know. I've had kidney stones, right? That's like a ten. You know, yeah, so this is like less than that. So,
0: Josh, it, this it's not physical pain, but I I hear what you're saying. Like, I grew up really broke, and things were fairly terrible a lot of the times. So you know what I mean? Uh, financially, you know, around the house, my dad left my mom. Like, you know, there's a lot of things, and so you know, in a situation like today where. You know, my daughter's got type one diabetes. She's got hypothyroidism. My wife has hypothyroidism. I I don't know if I've said it on the podcast yet, but it looks like my son has Hashimoto's, and we're just literally figuring all that out right now, and it's terrible. And yet, I'm like, ah, uh, this is like at a four. Like, you know, what I mean? like I'm I I think I'm spending more time of my life right now worrying about other people than I am about anything else. And I could see how this would yeah, make same. someone, I, I could see how this would make someone crazy. But if you grew up in my life, you'd be like, huh, well, at least this isn't happening. You start like going, well, like, at least this didn't happen. And somehow that makes it better. I don't even know how to describe that. Same. But, yeah.
1: um, I, I, I guess I'm an optimist. I don't know. I'm thinking more of a realist, but I, you know, I, I have a tendency just to trudge for it. Right. I mean, I won't even get into, uh, uh, our, our divorce or, or, or that relationship or whatever, but, uh, um. You know, yeah, I mean, trudging forward. But then, you know, also, you know, you and I both, and I think we both agree. I mean, we live in the United States, right? Like, I mean, you know, I mean, really, you know, for the, you know, for all the drama that's been going on the last couple of years or whatever, it's it's really one of the best countries to live in. and and, you know, you get these other, you know, third world places and stuff, and there's people are dealing with a lot more stuff than yeah. we're dealing with. Well, like, I'm, not,
0: I'm not running from 17, uh, 13-year-old boys with machine guns through Central Africa or something. Right. like that. Like, it, <laughs> right. It really right. does seem, I said to my son the other day, I was like, I know this sucks, man. I was like, but, of all, I said, if you're thinking you're going to get through your life with everything being perfect, I'm sorry that I let you think that. Um, and, you know, and this sucks, and it's, it's really impeding him at the moment, but um, we think it's going to be long-term. It's going to be fine. And I was like, man, there are so many more horrible things that somebody could have said to you today. And and, and so you got to just sort of keep your perspective about that. I said, plus you're going through it in a house with health insurance and people who are helping you. Like imagine imagine if some doctor would have just said this to you and you would have gone home by yourself and not understood any of it. I was like, there's there's a lot here to be, you know, to feel positive about. But i I with you. Like I think of myself As incredibly hopeful. And at the same time, I think other people see me as very realistic in a way that could feel like, oh, Scott's like doom and gloom. I'm like, I'm not, I see the things that I see for what they are, but I don't think that any of that means that we can't do better tomorrow or we have hope of better. I don't know how I got that balance because I probably by all rights, the way I grew up should be out of my mind. Um, Yeah. And same, I'm pretty optimistic,
1: but I'm also, I think I'd call myself a pre-worrier. I think I've, I've I've let my youngest daughter inherit that or whatever. So we, you know, I, I, um, I I plan everything out like a hundred times in my head, like different ways, you know, different, different stuff that could go wrong with it, with the X, right. You know, school things, whatever, whatever it is, you know, all this stuff with this heart surgery and stuff. Like I run all the scenarios and just, you know. Have them all in the back of my head as I just keep walking forward anyway. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, so that's kind of how I live my I life. I
0: have to admit, I once had a conversation with my brother-in-law. We were talking about something, and I started saying like, "Well, I guess it could go this way, this way." And I started describing a myriad of ways that this situation could progress. And he goes, "Have you thought about all this?" I was like, "Yeah, you haven't." And he's like, right. "No." I'm like, "Dude, like,
1: I mean, if you're if you're not planning for the zombie apocalypse or something, you're doing yeah, something wrong." Yeah. Like, you like, don't like. know. Yeah. Which I am mean, not a prepper, but
0: yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm like, you don't know which window to jump out of in case there's a fire and you can't get to the door. Like, you'd have to think about which window <laughs> it is. I was like, I got the window. It's over top of a bush on the way down the bush will, But like, you don't know that. And, <laughs> and, and at the same time, I don't I don't prepare for anything. I just think like I, I I'm like, does n- everyone not know what they're going to do if they find a genie in a bottle like you don't have that pre prepped in your mind? <laughs> no. First wish. I want all my other wishes to come true. <laughs> Second wish, no matter what, you can't say no to my third wish. Third wish, I need unlimited wishes. Boom, I'm done. Like, how does no one see that? (laughs) I'm gonna, Josh. I find that bottle one day. I do not want to go. I need a Ferrari and a pretty girl. Like, I do not want to like fall into that like situation. Um, but I just right. Well, that's 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 where they
1: all go wrong with the lottery, too, right? You, you, you get all this stuff that you can't, you can't maintain. You know, you got
0: got to think ahead. No, no, How are you going to
1: pay for the gas for that Ferrari? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Once, one day I realized that my 9,000 square foot mansion isn't necessary. I need to be able to wish it away. (laughs) Like I need, (laughs) I, I, I mean, I just don't, I, I, I try to think things through, even with my, you know, with my son's thing, he's having a, he's having an issue on the, the hyperthyroidism that's not, we're not certain yet if. It's a symptom of the hypothyroidism if it's something different. And while we're figuring that out, I can see about the four different ways that his health is going to go. And I already know what to do if it lends down any of those paths. And at the same time, you know, we're keeping Arden's blood sugar the same as it always is. And I I just don't know. Like maybe I'm not fun. Like maybe I'm going to die one day and realize I didn't give any of my free time over to anything valuable. Like when you said about sitting on the beach, I was like, that is a good idea. And then I couldn't remember the last time I was on a beach. So I was like, uh, maybe I don't. Right. Do well, like you, you
1: should do it more. I mean, we have yeah. these Epic sunsets where I live and Epic sunrises. And, um, um, I think one of the best things I did in 2000, uh, um, uh, 2021 is, is, um, a couple of my friends were like, you should start a little Facebook group of, you know, some of these pictures. Right. And I started, I started, uh, this little group and you know, now it's a little over a thousand. I mean, it's not, not, not anything like what you've got, but, but, um there's no negative comments or anything. People are just posting pictures of pretty stuff that's in the County, you know, and, and it, nice. it's fantastic. And, and it's changed my feed, right. It's gone from all this news stuff to like, you know, just some pretty sunsets and stuff. And, you know, and I, and I kind of tell the kids like, you know, like we we drive to school every day at a time that, uh, you know, they see the, the, the sun come up over the, over the river, you know, and I'm like, look how pretty that, like, you have to like take the headphone off for a second, right. Yeah. <laughs> and just appreciate where we live. Um, you know, because it's a great view. It's a great sunset. It's a great sunrise. You know, and I get to see it almost every day. Um, you know, and that's you know, and 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 I don't I don't relax enough either, right? I mean, you, know, you 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 know, one of the things that this whole thing has taught me. You know, the one doctor said I should have died twice. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like it's like hey, you know, it's that little stuff. Maybe take a moment. That whole you know nonsense about smell the roses or whatever. But I mean, it's true.
0: Yeah. Once you realize, see, everyone thinks in the back of their head not me. It's not going to happen to me. I'm going to live till I'm 105. I'll be playing golf when I'm 96. That's not what's going to happen to most of us. And, and, but you get to hope about it. And therefore you get to ignore things because you think I have all the time in the world. And then once someone like actually shows you, Oh, actually, you know, you could give yourself too much insulin and pass out. Or did you notice your brain went haywire and your hands cold now? And suddenly you're like, you know, I'm going to take more time and, and try to check. So I'm trying to like, I really hope to come out of COVID with that idea at the front of my head. Just really, I want to try to you know enjoy things a little more. I am going to be fifty in the summer. I mean, I I, I had bacon for breakfast yesterday. I can't be here much longer. You, you know what I mean? So like, I want I, <laughs> I need to. Um, I need to just spend a little more time like that. But I just always feel like there's something. To, I'm a worker. Like I'm a worker bee. Like there's always something to do. And I want to do something and get something accomplished. I've.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I you know. didn't even mention I'm on like, you know, like, I don't know. I don't even know. Five, five different nonprofit boards. Right. So, I mean, besides, you know, the you know coaching with the volleyball and doing all of this kid stuff and, you know, actual work stuff, you know, like that I'm involved with this other stuff too. You know, uh, I just keep myself busy like I always have. Right. You know, this was a real, this was a real, you know, like, halt hard stop it was a hard stop is what it was
0: yeah Yeah. i my, my wife's gonna need that soon because she's been working on the safety side of a vaccine for covid for about a year now and she just gets up every morning walks downstairs to the room that she took over in our house sits down and works for like 18 hours and then gets up walks upstairs goes to the bathroom brushes her teeth gets in bed and she just keeps doing it, <laughs> right over and over well, again. God bless her. Yeah. Well, so y- you're all going to be well uh, because of this. She's going to be dead, and we're trying to like tell her, but she's just she's a type A, and she comes from a blue collar family, and there's work to be done, and sh- that's what she sees. So you need people like that, right? But those people need people to tell them to you know walk outside and find a sunset. Uh, that's for certain. You're making me think of a time we vacationed in Chincoteague? is that where is that uh-huh and um it's to this day still the 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 most amazing sunrise i've ever seen in my life it was, was with there. the horses and stuff right yeah, yeah that place like it's it's just it was the best it was the, the nicest sunrise i ever saw in my life. it was so great that the following morning i got up before the sun came up to go out and take pictures of it because i thought i'm never going to see something like this again um
1: Yes. The place we go in the Outer Banks, uh, you know, and I feel like a lot of Marylanders, you know, we have Ocean City and the you other know, Jersey Shore and all this stuff. But I mean, I feel like, uh, you know, there's a, a portion of us that that go that drive like nine hours to go down to the Outer Banks, mm-hmm. and and uh, um, you know, what I like about and I and I and to be honest with you, uh, I'm a I'm about a, a mile walk from the water from my house, but I'm right like kind of at the top of the bay, you know, without giving you exactly where we are, yeah. but um. Um, when you go down to the Outer Banks, it's kind of similar to what the river's like here. I mean, there's nothing there. There's nothing, um, you know, and there's nothing to do really. And it's, and it's somewhat, it's somewhat therapeutic, you know, uh, a couple years ago, and it's like a memory I'll never, I'll never forget. And my, my littlest, uh, you know, was my, my get up at five o'clock kind of person, you know, even, even on a Saturday or whatever. Now she's a teen, right? So she's not quite doing that, but, but, um,
0: we got up and, you know,
1: she's, she, she you know, I care, I'm carrying her out to the beach or whatever to look, you know, that, whatever. And we, we watched some baby turtles being born. Right. And that's a good memory for her. It was a cool memory for me. Um, and, and there's not enough of that in the world, right. It's all, yeah. it's all about, uh, you know, like, I got to do this. I got to get to milk today. I got to remember to run to this and I got to remember to call that person back and, you know, everything's tracked on your phone you're just running around, you get up and
0: look at your phone right away. It's not enough
1: looking at, Maybe sea turtles being born. My, I think
0: my life was like that before the autoimmune stuff started in the family. Like I, like I, you'll get to a part in the book where I just talk about going to the zoo and just sitting and watching the, I think the tigers eat with my son when he was little. And yeah. I you
1: sound like you were, I mean, not that you're not now, but sound like you're amazing, you know, uh, uh, stay at home dad. Right. And, and you know, I, I think that, uh, there's not enough credit given to stay at home moms or stay at home dads, you know, um, like, like they just sit around and do nothing. Right. And some of them do, I suppose. But, yeah. but I mean, that's a job. That's a real job. You know, kudos to everybody that does it.
0: If you do it right, it's the best thing you'll ever do. But at some point when stuff starts getting piled on you and then you have to start prioritizing, you'd be surprised how quickly going to the zoo to watch the lions eat uh, starts falling on your list when you're like, uh, instead, what if I figured out how not to kill Arden? Because, you know, in the beginning when she's just using a meter and we're injecting insulin and there's no CGMs and all that stuff, I always just felt like she was on the end of a, of a giant yo-yo and I was throwing her towards like death and then yanking her back. And then it was, she was going back down and I just spent my whole day just yanking her back is what it felt like. Um, to your earlier point that, um, people who do this still without technology like this probably still feel like that most of the time. And it's, uh, not a great, yeah, way
1: I know about. this, this whole thing is going to be interrupted like six or seven times with commercials, which I say kudos to them, but I'm just going to say again that, you know, diabetic type one, type two, get yourself a CGM and get yourself the, the G six, right. Cause, or the seven or whatever is next, because you know, I, I know some of the other ones are starting to do it now, but I can't imagine the point of sticking that thing on your arm and not having it actually read every five minutes automatically. The ones that you have to like manually go and do it, that seems pointless too. Yeah. I mean, the, the G6, I can tell you, uh, I've got it set up with, with sugar mate. I don't think you talk about this too much, but I got it set up with sugar mate and, and it's set up to call my dad, um, you know, in the evening time. Yeah over the overnight. And it set I'm sorry, it's set up to call me and set up to text my dad. So, you know, there's been a couple of times where I've slept through the phone call, but nine times out of 10, the phone call wakes me up. Mm -hmm. And it gives me a warm warning that I'm starting to plummet, you know? And if I sleep through that, you know, uh, you know, he, he, he's like calling me trying to figure out why it's, you know, saying 45 or something. Right? Right, right. So, so I think that that, you know, especially if you, especially if you're doing it on your own, like if you don't, if you're, if you're not the dad taking care of the kid or whatever, I mean, it, it, you know, um, those lows, particularly those midnight lows are, are, uh, are scary. And, and, uh, you know, how do you even know if you're pricking yourself after every meal, when you get up in the morning, if you're having one, like, how do you even know? Well, I guess one day you just, Fall over or something, right? I mean, uh, I, I think, and I was saying this. I bought a little bit of stock in in um, Dexcom, and I'm hoping that uh, you know it, it pays off dividends at some point. When after I, I have to get done saying this, but I I listened to the uh, CEO talk to you a couple times and stuff, and I and I feel like they're pushing to get these things worn in hospitals, and I feel like they're just as valuable in a hospital, if not more, than like a heart monitor and stuff. I mean. You know, and it's easy, right? You know, yeah. it, it has that remote reporting. So why isn't everybody in the hospital just getting slapped with one, whether it's laying there, you know, recovering or dying or whatever they're doing? Why don't they have a glucose monitor on all the
0: time? I always think it's interesting that, you know, you have a problem with your heart and you leave with a heart monitor. You have a problem with your pancreas and they're like, we have a monitor for that, but eh, see ya. And, you know, it's just, it's not... <laughs> required it's a take to spend stick
1: yourself yeah it. hey
0: listen if you feel dizzy try to eat something before you pass out good luck like I that's a yeah, weird yeah. yeah well it's money you know what I mean it's it's insurance and all that stuff but I I feel listen I I have managed a, a child's diabetes without that stuff and I've managed it with it and it's a lot easier with it um and you, you can I agree more, you can be yeah. more successful more frequently I just I just opened up Arden Sugarmate while you're talking about cuz Sugarmate helped me with um I don't know if you were around when I shared my blood sugars for like two weeks, I, I put my blood sugars live. Yeah. On matter of fact,
1: I, I, matter of fact, I just, I think it was on your, your group. I just told somebody the, the link to it because they were asking about, you know, like non-diabetics and stuff. I go, well, you did it. Yeah. I thought it was fascinating. Right. Now it's, it's still up there live, but it has no feed because you're not hooked to it. I don't know if you knew. that. don't yeah, know. It's I, still on your page. Yeah.
0: I got to figure out. I, I'm going to have to either just shut the page off for now or, or get a CGM back on somebody. I really was hoping to put it on more people, but it ended up being a little more um, technically an issue than I thought it was going to be. Like, it's easy for me to do it, but.
1: Yeah, while it's up, I would tell everybody to go and rewind it to what, like December, December 10th or something right. to Christmas, somewhere there's about. Because um, it's kind of, because you look at it, it looks like there's nothing there. And then you've got all your notes and stuff and you're way better at that than I am. I, I don't, I started oh. off strong. I started off with, um, um, uh, I, I saw all the ads for One Drop. And yeah. I was going to buy that. And I looked at it and I, I noticed that it was actually um, owned by a different company and, and, and they make a couple of different meters that work with that one drop. And mm-hmm. one of them is a little, little, uh, crappy Bluetooth meter from, uh, Amazon. And I, and I bought a bunch of strips real cheap off of Amazon. I bought like three of them and I took one to work and took one to put in my car. And, you know, I was, I was writing everything down. I was documenting everything. And that was before I got the got the CGM, but it, you know, I think it's important to track that stuff. And I know my own limitations. Like I'm not going to keep a journal and drag it around with me every place I go. You know, I need a, um, I, I need it to do it automatically for me. Uh, so I recommend some method of, of tracking your blood sugar for anybody that's, that's even maybe pre-diabetic, you know, writing it down and writing down what, what happened around the time you took it, you know, did I just wake up? Was it, you know, was I eating something? I mean, you got to have some kind of documentation.
0: Yeah. It shows you, I mean, honestly, I did it for that, but I mean, with Arden, I just sort of step back and clear my mind. Like I'm in a, you know, a sci-fi movie and just, I don't know. I, I I've gotten to the point now where I don't need it all to make decisions like i can just see it but you know it's like it's like i've been fixing engines my whole life and you pull up and you're like my carburetor sound. i'm like Shh, everyone be quiet i can you, you start to feel and i think everybody gets to that point at some point where you don't need it but in the beginning when you're figuring it all out or if you're trying to figure out something that's going on at the moment documenting stuff is is incredibly valuable because you can look back and go oh yeah like it's like you said like oh my blood sugar seems to go up every time when this happens and I wonder why, and, then well, and you start I, making better. And I decisions.
1: think the doctors, you know, listen to what you say and listen to what the doctors say. I think, I think another thing which I don't necessarily advise and buy and by right away is, but I mean, I think, I think the doctors try to keep it high, right? Like if you're, if you're um, up above 120, I know people are going to say that's not high. If you're up above living above 120, if you're like 200, you know, but not 200, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, that's good it's good it's good for you good diabetic nice job you know right but if you if you go down to 80 that's not that far from 70 and then you get into the 70 and 50s and stuff and you start past now so we don't want that so we're going to keep you a little little high um you know they in the hospital they wanted me to stay above like they they wouldn't treat it if it was if it was above 150 or sorry uh, 250 250 okay you know so so the whole time I'm in the hospital it's riding like 250 um you know they they just don't treat it they don't they don't want it to go down low they don't want to have to watch you i guess that's my opinion you know i don't know but i i think that um you know you know there's all kinds of problems going high there's all kinds of problems with going low and to Mm -hmm. ride that thread that needle and and ride that uh line is 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 difficult and and uh you know i'm i'm that same type a right i i want to i want i want i want to you know, close the Fitbit loops or whatever, right? I want to, <laughs> I want to <laughs> complete that task, you know? So, so, um, um, you know, I think with the diabetes, it's the same thing. Like I, I look at it and I go, I go, well, he talks about it. And I, and I look at it and I can make that line flatter, Right. you know, I can, you know, and, and, and I, and I, and I, I didn't eat the, the most healthy to begin with, you know? Um, and, and, uh, um, you know, I've tried to do a lot, uh, you know, I've had not touched a um, you know a regular sugary soda, you know, or some of that kind of stuff, you know, since since all this started, obviously. But uh, I've tried to introduce some more normal stuff back to my diet, right? Like I, I, I have Coke Zero and Gatorade Zero and some of that kind of stuff. And um, but um, you know, trying to make make it as you know regular as possible. But you uh, not to tell you, man, I, I I rocked. I have to send it to you. I rocked Thanksgiving. I was really really proud of it. I. I uh, uh, you know, I pre pre bolus and I and I extended. You know, and and uh, um, I ate turkey and stuffing and mashed potatoes and you know I I, I portion controlled that a little bit, but I ate all the stuff and I had a flat line. It was fa- flat. It was fantastic. You right. know, I showed it to the doctor and she was like befuddled about it.
0: Yeah, that is very cool. I and I have to say too, it's doable, right? And at the same time, it doesn't always have to be perfect. And so I right. think once you but once you know how to do it, it just sort of works out in your favor more frequently because you're taking the right steps, doing the right things at the right times, and it's leading to better outcomes. I, I get I'm not worried, but I, I sometimes think that people can hear the podcast just for a minute and think, oh my God, I can keep my you know, his kids' A1Cs in the mid five, so I can just keep my blood sugar at like, you know, 86 constantly. And that's not how Arden's blood sugar is. You know, her- it's a lot of work. Yeah, it's a yeah. lot of
1: work. I mean, I can't yeah. iterate enough. Like, you actually have to give a crap about your diabetes to to, to get the numbers that you're getting. You know, right. I, I guess in your case, I guess you um, you can kind of force her to do,
0: to do stuff but, because you're still the parent. Yeah. But I mean, you know, well, definitely I'm, not force her. But I hear what you're saying, and uh, I, yeah, I, yeah, you can force you can say, "Look, it's time to do this now. Do it." And there are times like she she got uh, a little lower last night. So we, how did this go? I think we opened the loop during a change for a pump. So we wanted the, I wanted the um, basil to run consistently. Um, And she started, so then once we got her there, we closed it and she started drifting. I was like, hey, you know, this is the time, like eat something now. Like you're 80, it's drifting down. I will, I will, I will, I will, I will. Arden, you're 50. I will, I will, I will. You know, then she drinks something and doesn't move off of 55 for a while. I'm like, Arden, you got to eat something else. And she just couldn't. And I and there are those moments where I'm like, God, is this what's going to happen when she's by herself? Is she just going to be like, I don't feel like doing this?
1: And and, and the loop seems fantastic. I mean, that's a yeah. whole separate conversation. I mean, that's hours of 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 your podcasts, you know, in the past right. anyway. But I mean, like, I'm I'm excited about. I, I figured since I'm close enough, I'm not going to do I'm not going to do the Riley link or doing that stuff. I was going to wait it out for this other thing that's pending. You know, so I'm hoping that yeah,
0: I think Omnipod um, 5 will be here pretty soon. So you just right. I'm hoping that it's coming out. It's 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 it's,
1: kind of like, you know, it's kind of like that fishing pole with that string just just enough in the in in the in the front view that I I can almost see it. But um yeah and then and then there's two different versions of that right there's there's the there's the horizon and then there's the one that's actually going to work with the um um tide pool and, yeah. and 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 I'm, I'm leaning towards that one because i have an iphone right so yep. you got to make all this technology mesh together
0: it's a very cool thing that omnipod did is that they said look we're going to put out an algorithm and we're going to let our <laughs> pump work with tide pools algorithm as well like that is just that's uh, that's cool it's it's just it gives you more options and it also helps Dexcom seems the same way right like Dexcom's sharing everything they they're, have they're, a lot of on board for business agreements yeah because you could listen you get on the pod 5 when it comes out which shouldn't be long now i mean there's there's one that tandem makes you know medtronic's going to put out a new one i i think that i think the goal here with algorithm based pumping is get it out prove to the FDA how it works and then start ratcheting down on on blood sugar goals. Cause they're still gonna, like some of these things are still gonna have blood sugar goals of like 110. And so you're gonna need to, you know, if that's not okay with you, but you still want to use the algorithm, I'm hoping there's a way that you can sort of mess with the settings a little bit to get, you know, steady at a lower number. But once you show the, once they can show the FDA some real data from people using it, they can say, all right, look, like, you know, if we just make the, let them change the goal lower, nothing's gonna change. And then you'll see a, a year or two from now, That'll happen, in my opinion, and then, you know, then that's it. Then we're off to the races. Then people who want to be in the fives and people who just want to be in the sixes can both wear these algorithms. Because right now, just the way the algorithms are at the moment, you take most people with type 1 diabetes who are living with 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 A1Cs, and you slap this algorithm on them, they suddenly get immensely more healthy and that's, and to be able to impact the masses like that is a huge thing. It's just, it's terrific. So I'm, a, I'm well, I, like, well, like,
1: as I haven't used the algorithm, but, but I'd have to, I'd have to imagine um, that yeah, you can attest to this, that, I mean, like doing it on, doing it on my own and keeping it down is a lot of effort. If I could program it in there and kind of have it do it, automate it for me, that would be a lot easier. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of people take, take the easiest path and, 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 and I'm going to sit here and tell you that it's been a, you know, listening to you has been immensely helpful. You know, I mean, you know, I don't even know that the endocrinologist talked about pre and extended bolus to any kind of, you know, depth. Um, I've certainly talked to them about it, but, yeah. but, uh, um, you know, it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work. And if people don't want to put the work in, you know, they're going to get the results that they get without putting the work in. That's, that's how that goes. That's just how it is. Without it's just like almost everything else in life. And, yeah. and, uh, I've been trying to put the work in for this, you know, it's, uh, it's a new thing for me and, 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 uh, I'd like gadgets, right? I mean, so it's kind of cool. I've got the watch and I've got the thing stabbing me in the arm and I've got the pump and, the, you know, like it's kind of feel like a robot or something.
0: Yeah. Dude, I I'm glad you're in the Facebook group. Cause I want to be able to keep up with all the other stuff that's going on with you and, and try to try to see if we can't like, I I'm just really interested to see where this goes. Like I can see you coming back on like two years from now and, updating me on everything that happened. I think that would be kind of incredible because you just got dropped into the middle of a ton of health issues in just the snap of your fingers. And you have a great attitude, which is, uh, which is laudable because like you said, it, it can be very natural to have depression issues after heart surgeries. Um, it could be, it could be natural to have a problem after any number of your, I mean, diagnosis and you're not, it's just the, it's a, It's a testament to how you're built, I think. And I appreciate you coming on and explaining that to people.
1: I've told a couple of people, like, you know, I just got to, you know, like my, my youngest is 12, right? You know, I got, I got another, um, um, eight years or I got to make, she's got to, or six years got to make it till she's 18 right that's you know like that's 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 like a micro goal like i got it's got to go that far mm-hmm. you know like she you know she we've got some some issues with mom you know we've i've got to be i got to be the adult till she's an adult for sure uh so that's that's like my micro goal so you know whatever the doctors say make sure the heart's running right you know whatever i'm going to do that um you know make sure everything everything's good but uh um, you know, you got to set those kind of like little goals and like kind of achievable goals. You know, right? We're going to figure out how this Dexcom works and figure out how this Omnipod works. We're going to we're going to make this stuff do. You know, and and you know, you could fight all this stuff, but what's the point? You yeah. know, so uh, I, like I said, I can't tell everybody that's listening enough. Like I, I feel like uh, I don't want you, I don't want anybody to think that you're just um, plugging these two companies that are doing the spots for you. I mean, I, I commend them for 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 paying you for this, which is fantastic. But I mean. You know, I think you generally believe uh, that it's helped your daughter, and I, I think it has. And I and I and I feel the same way. And I I can't imagine doing this without the Dexcom, yeah. like Dexcom number one. I mean, you can have different pumps. There's different arguments for the different pumps. You know, the different technologies built into the pump, yeah. looping, non-looping. But if you don't know what the hell's going on, right? Like if you don't know what what your sugar is, um, and it's not enough to look at it like.
0: Every once in a while.
1: Two hours after you, know. you eat. yeah,
0: Right. Now, listen, I Well, so I appreciate that. I, did, I mean, the way it worked out, I'm really grateful for because the podcast starts. It's just a podcast, right? It, it, it's not until it hits certain numbers and certain downloads that you realize that it becomes it becomes a business, really. Like it's and now now your goal is how do you keep what you had before and nurture it along in this in this new way? Like meaning. How do you not take this valuable thing and turn it into some like money gin? Because that's not what I want. Like, I think it's popular because of what it is. I want to keep it as what it is, but it becomes a time suck that is just immense. And so you're like, okay, I can't just do this for fun anymore. Like it needs to have some financial support and it gets enough downloads to get that financial support. Now, do I want to do a commercial for a company that I've been using forever and I believe in, and I can speak about honestly, or do I want to take, you know, a frozen pizza ad because that's, what's being offered. And so, you know, I I just feel grateful that companies that I actually can get behind are interested in advertising because if they weren't, You'd be turning on the podcast and I'd be, you know, talking about erectile dysfunction medication or something like that. Or I I can't even tell you the number of emails I get from like, we'd love to do this with the podcast. We want to do this. We want to set up a there's just one company now. We want to set up a teaching program. And I'm like, yeah, that sounds like something you want me to charge people for. I'm like, I don't I don't want to charge people. And that's no. So I delete that, right. you know, and then, you know, our company sells this, our company sells that our, I mean, I'm close to downloads where I could give you a Casper mattress ad and I just don't want right. to, I don't right. want to do that. Or, or a MyPillow or yeah, something. Well, right. just, well, it, what I'm saying is that this, the podcast is very close to hitting a download number where anyone would be willing to advertise on it. So it doesn't, it wouldn't have to be diabetes related, but I also don't know why that's valuable. Like I just you know, I, I'm ha- I I can't stand behind you know uh, you know Jerry's doorknobs. I don't have one of Jerry's doorknobs, and I don't care. Like like I just you know I don't want to be that person who's like out here like shucking and jiving to get you to buy a lamp. I just I just want to be able to tell you, look, this is how this pump works. For and
1: there's us. podcasts and stuff out there that talk about you know particular products and things like that too. And that's interesting and useful. And, and Hey, look, I know you talk about some of the stuff and I know you can't talk about some of the stuff that you're actually, you know, helping beta test sometimes or whatever, but, but I agree with you. I think, I think relevancy is the key to me. I mean, I, I, I I don't know if I, I think I left this part out of the story out, but like uh, that first four days that I was in the hospital with the stroke, you know, you're like, guess i'm diabetic i'm gonna have to figure this out right you know like um so let me see what i can find on the internet flip 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 you know oh here's this podcast i can listen to and you know hey you know this there's two or three others out there that are interesting sort of you know right I, I, i like yours Um, You know, I feel like I feel like we could grab a beer and have a conversation like this for hours. Like I know I've rambled on for, uh, you know, over over the uh, the the podcast hours. I don't know what you're gonna do about editing,
0: but I'm not editing um, anything. I enjoyed this. Are you kidding me? (laughs) I'm not editing. anything. I also don't know about any other podcasts. I and and meaning I'm aware they exist, but I don't I've never never listen to them. There's one that somebody I have a business relationship once asked me to listen to a snippet of to get my opinion about something. And other than right. that, I have never heard one of them. And, and I, when I used to write a blog every day, I never read anyone else's blog either. And I still don't, well, well, don't I don't want to be, don't, don't I don't want imp- yeah, to be influenced by thing. what other people think. Like I just, you know, this, this is working for me. I don't, and, and I get my, and I get my outside information from people I talk to. And so, and you know what, too? Yes, I don't talk about tandem you know, pumps on here very often, but I've also never used a tandem pump. But when someone comes on that right. uses a tandem pump, I don't tell them not to talk about it. They talk about it. Like, I just, you know, I can only right. speak from my perspective. That's, you know.
1: Yeah, and I think that's what that's what makes it relevant. That's what makes it relevant to me. Like, I'm like, well, he, well, you know, he's making that work with his daughter, and that seems like a good thing to try. And I like, you know, hey, I tell you, the Omnipod's great. I mean... I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not going to tell you that I'm like a super athletic person or whatever right but mm-hmm. I mean like we you know we recreate around the water you know we have a pool you know like I said we went down to the beach um you know to me it seems like and I know people will say that the IQ and some of the different stuff but to me it seems like you know, having this thing, you just stick on, and it, it it puts the cannula in all by itself and stuff. And you wear it for three days, and you throw it away. Yep. Um, versus having to worry about breaking a pump that you only get insurance to pay for every every four years or something. Um, it just seems better you know, in so many different ways. Yeah. I mean, uh, I've had a couple of these guys go bad. I'm not going to tell you that they're perfect, but I will say that, you know, you call up Omnipod and you're like, you know, I had one that didn't, didn't fire up. Right. I had one that, you know, whatever happened to it, you know, and they're like, okay. And and they they send
0: it you the look, My daughter's not wearing an Omnipod because they buy ads. They buy ads because my daughter's been wearing an Omnipod for a really long time. And you know, I'm a proponent of it. So it's just, I mean, that's obvious, right? And that pump right. to me, the tubeless nature of the Omnipod to me is game changer. And if if my daughter needs to, you know, live an extra six months without control IQ, and Tandem's got it, but Tandem's got it on a tube pump. Omnipod will have it. It's going to be here soon. And we just live in such a consumer world where everybody just wants everything to be like so immediate. And I understand that desire, but I, I have a long game here. Like I'm not giving up tubeless to get another year of something that I'm going to have anyway. Like it just, it, it didn't make a big enough difference to me. Now you might have a situation where that's not true for you, or you might put an Omnipod on and freaking hate it. I don't care if you do get a different pump. Like I mean, Omnipod wouldn't even care if there was someone from Omnipod on here right now, and I said, "Hey, when somebody uses your pump, if they don't like it, should they just keep using it?" They'd say, "No, there are other pumps; they should try a different one." Like it's just—it's not. No, no, you know what I mean. And you've said this before.
1: You've said this before, but like, hey, you know what? You call Omnipod day; they'll send you a free sample. You stick it on your body, see how you like it. I mean, it doesn't have the doesn't have the needle in it, whatever. But I mean, you can wear it. You know, and and I think I think I I I did that. I got some yeah, I got some information. I went to the. the endocrinologist, like educated, like I want this thing. Can you make me? Ha- can you give me this thing? I know I need a script for this thing, but I think this thing would be what would help me,
0: right?
1: You know, and and, and you have to be your own advocate for this kind of stuff. You really do. I mean, you're, you know, your daughter's lucky to have have you um, and your wife to to be advocates, you know, and and know about this technology and stay up on it because. Because there's a lot of different stuff, and 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 in the last what decade or something, right? There's a lot of different stuff coming on the market. I mean, like you said, you were doing all this stuff, um, you know, when she was little, and 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 a tubeless pump wasn't even the thing, you know. I mean, you guys have had that. What the most of the, her, most of the time, it's the been available. Maybe time. the whole time. It's well, been I available. don't know if
0: it's the entire time it's been available. But I can tell you that the day, and I have to go in a minute, uh, Josh. I'm sorry, but the day. That we went to her hospital to look at a pump. Like there was a pump day where you could go down and check them all out. I've told this before, but I'll tell you in 30 seconds, the absolute honest to God's truth. There's conference tables around the perimeter of the room. In the middle of the room, all the pumps are set up like on display. And in the back of a fairly large room in this like kind of like misshapen corner, there was a small table and someone had flung the Omnipod onto it. Like, like it was like, they walked to the table to put it there, but got five feet away from the table and was just like, ah, screw it and tossed it against the wall <laughs> and it bounced on the table. They did not even put it out with the other pumps. So that's the animus ping and whatever else was available back then, all like, you know, with heavenly light shown on it. So you could pick through oh, it. Oh yeah.
1: It's very boring looking, right? right. It's just a little it,
0: well, square. They, well, so I'm walking around the room and I, I get a nurse practitioner and I say, Hey, what's this one? She goes, you don't want that. And I was like, why? And she goes, well, your daughter's too lean for it. And I was like, what do you mean? She goes, oh, she's too lean, cannula, too lean. You know, just try this one. And I was like, well, this one, like, am I right to understand? Like, this is the whole pump, like there's no tubes? And she goes, yeah, yeah, you don't want that. She pushed me so hard. And I said, well, listen, I went back to my wife and I said, this looks right to me. I said, this looks futuristic. I, and, I, and I kind of mused at the time, if they make updates to it, It's not like they're going to make 7000 versions of this pump like they're going to keep updating. You're going to keep getting the new one like this makes sense to me. There's no tubing like look at this. So we tried it. It was great for us. It was great for Arden. Two years later, the endocrinologist pulls me aside after an appointment to to apologize. I know we pushed you away from the the Omnipod. We wanted to explain that back then we didn't have any experience with it. We didn't want you using a pump. We didn't know how to support. So it wasn't about my daughter being lean. That was just bullshit. Oh, right. great. So, you know, so she then she said, I want you to know we are now prescribing Omnipods out of this practice because of Arden's success with it. And it's a big hospital on the East Coast. And so it just takes somebody, you know, that's how long I've been with it. I've been with it since Omnipod was trash to a nurse practitioner because they didn't understand it. And I just took a leap because it made sense to me and it still makes the same sense to me today. And I have said this openly to the people that I work with at Omnipod, if somebody comes out with something better than this, I can't tell you I won't try it. Like, like so keep innovating, keep doing good things because, you know, I, 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 want, I want Omnipod to succeed. I want my daughter to succeed. If someone else comes along and does something else, then, I mean, I'm foolish if I don't look. So you got to keep being, you know, got to stay with this, you know, and keep, and keep working at it. And they are. They're a little behind right now. Um, on on algorithm but they're about to catch right up real quick so yeah and
1: i had to say i am yeah. not a big fan of, of carrying around this other thing right like dexcom's got dexcom's got an app that you know you can function the dexcom with and right. you don't really need to carry around their thing and then omnipod you know there's no controls on it which is fantastic but then you got to carry around their thing and i can't tell you i, I i've got it uh, hooked to a a, um, a tile, uh, you know, thing, and mm-hmm. but I've I've left it at work before, right? And I'm like a I'm like a forty minute drive from from work, oh, and you God. get about halfway home, you're like, crap, I need that for dinner. I
0: got to go, <laughs> you know? well, go back. Well, I would it. think that this. Probably the only thing standing between you and not having to worry about that is the FDA about phone control, and I, I do that's what know, I understand. Yeah, Omnipod's uh, CEO has talked about the desire to get to phone control, so hopefully that comes too. Because I don't think they want to be making PDMS either. I don't think that's the business they want to be in. So, right. you know, if you, well, can, you can tell
1: it's an old phone, right? You know what they're doing with it. They're just doing their best to just make something work.
0: Yeah. They took they took uh, basically like Android phones that are blanked out that have nothing on them, and they have made them you know, into the PDMs and that's not the, that's not the business they're trying to be in. So I would assume that the minute phone control is reasonable and is going to get through the FDA, you're going to see it. And I think the, the sooner you get to these algorithm loops, the sooner that the FDA is going to see the value in that. So, you know,
1: Scott, I know you said you had to go and I feel like we could talk. Like I said, I feel like we could talk for hours about this kind of stuff. I'm happy to come back on and, you know, talk to you again or something at some time. I I don't know. I don't know what the next chapter of that story is. I don't know how it ends.
0: I know. (laughs) I can't wait to find out. I I hope it's not your daughter calling me going, uh, hey, listen, (laughs) both of his hands are cold now. He can't pick up the phone. Uh, so, uh, but you're just, how old are you again?
1: Um, so, so when this all started, I was 44 mm-hmm. and then my birthday's in June. Right. So just, you know, a little bit after my, my, my 45th birthday, I'm having open heart surgery. So that's, that's always crazy, exciting.
0: dude. That's crazy. And, and yet, man, no lie. If this happens to you, even 20 years ago, this probably kills you. Like the medicine is right. so amazing right now. It's just, it's fantastic. There's nothing but but hope for people. Uh, and that's, uh, that's a good thing. So I really appreciate you doing this. I genuinely do. I'm sorry that I have to run, but, uh, I mean, we went like 45 minutes longer than I thought we would. So <laughs> <laughs> right. No worries. It's a, it's a pleasure. Huge. Thanks to Josh for coming on and sharing all this. It's an amazing and uh, crazy story. And I'm really thrilled that he was willing to share it with you. I'd also like to remind you to check out the T1D Exchange at t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. Spend a couple of minutes, make a difference, help out the show. Looking for those Diabetes Pro Tip episodes? They're at diabetesprotip.com. We're right there in your podcast player beginning at episode 210. If you've got a doctor that you think is terrific and you wish other people knew about, you can share that doctor with everyone listening to this show by going to juiceboxdocs.com and sending me that information. And if you need a doctor, there's quite a list there. Whenever I mention links, don't forget that right there in your podcast player, there are show notes and the links are there. If you can't find them there or you're listening online, they're also available at juiceboxpodcast.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing the show with others. Please subscribe in a podcast app. I will see you soon.